Psalm 71. Psalm 71. We're going to, for the next three months, Lord willing, we'll be looking at a number of psalms, mostly from the third book, a little bit before, a little bit after. Maybe some psalms that we don't usually uh, look at. Let's just ask the Lord to help us out tonight. Our blessed God and Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your love to us. We're thankful for the holy and precious word of God. We're thankful that you want to speak to us through it. We thank you that it's living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. But we recognize that we need your Holy Spirit to illuminate the pages in our, our hearts and our minds. So we ask you to do that tonight and to help us as we come here to meet with you and to listen to your voice. So speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Psalm 71. Psalm 71 is uh, a psalm that's going to teach us how to succeed in old age. And uh, we don't know exactly who the psalmist was. More than likely, it was David. And he, consider, he considers himself to be old or just about to become old. And he's anticipating the difficulties. So in verse 9, for example, he says, Do not cast me off in the time of my old age, and do not forsake me when my strength fails. And in verse 10, when enemies speak against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together, and so on, saying, God has forsaken me. So he's concerned about what's going to happen to him in his old age. Old age has its particularities, just like every uh, age group. And uh, we have challenges as we get older. And it's, this psalm is quite interesting, especially for those of us who are getting older. You might say, well, I'm not ready for retirement yet. I'm not old. Why did, what does this psalm have to say for me? If you, if you had the privilege of being a federal public servant, you know that you go on a retirement course at the beginning and at the middle, and at the end of your career. So you can learn a few things uh, about how you want to close out your career. And, of course, the psalm has something for everybody. But, uh, okay, here we go. on. Okay, what's this plan for old age? And uh, we have a three-point plan. Be easy to remember to praise, proclaim, and sing. Okay, praise, proclaim, and sing. We're going to see that he asks us to. He he says to himself, "I want to praise God from my heart. Praise Him for who He is. Proclaim to others God's righteousness, His salvation, His power, and His strength all the day." And he's going to sing. He's going to greatly rejoice. When he sings. So there's his three-point plan. Praise, proclaim, sing. Can I get an amen? Hey, we're excellent, excellent. We're not at the old folks home yet. Okay. Praise, proclaim, and sing. There's another interesting thing in this psalm, and that is that every verse in this psalm can be found in another psalm. Maybe not verbatim, depending on your translation, but certainly, sometimes, and certainly the, 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 the idea. And that's very interesting. 
the psalmist obviously knew the word of God, and in particular, the Psalms. So if you think about it, if you learn this psalm, we're going to be learning a lot about the Psalms, and we'll, we'll look into that too. It gives us a strategy, a strategy to a strategic inroad into knowing the book of the Psalms. So psalm 71, we have a plan for old age, and we also have a plan for learning the Psalms. So this is the first point. It's planful. It's praise God from the heart for who he is. But let's, um, let's read the psalm first before we get too much into it. We'll keep these things in mind. Verse 1. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Upon your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge which I may resort continually. You have given me the commandments, the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked and out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. I become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. And here's a key verse. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of my old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies speak against me and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together, saying God has forsaken him, pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, do not be far from me. Will my God make haste to help me? Let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and of your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of you of your righteousness, of yours only. O God, you have taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me, until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. Also your righteousness, O God, is very high. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? You who have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again. Bring me up again from the depths of the earth. You shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Also with the lute, I will praise you and your faithfulness, O my God. To you, I will sing with the harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you and my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long. For they are confounded, for they are brought to shame who seek my hope. So, three-point plan for old age. Praise. Verse 8, he says, Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. It's something just to meditate on that verse. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your, your glory all the day. Of course, we can ask ourselves the question, is that, is that my experience now? Is that, is that what I talk about? The Lord Jesus said, 
uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings, brings forth evil things. So out of the abundance of the heart is what we're going to speak about. And that's a very telling phrase, because we can ask ourselves the question, what is my heart full of, right? What are we always, what are we always talking about? There's a lot of legitimate things that we, we need to talk about, but is my heart occupied with the Lord enough that I'm ready to talk about him and we'll be talking about him and praising him? Often our heart is full of ourselves, right? I, my mind went to Nebuchadnezzar. We know this passage well. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon, and the king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I've built for my royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? He was living for his praise, right, and his glory. And we can be like that too. For the psalmist says, Let my mouth be filled with your praise, and your glory. And then the Lord Jesus says in Matthew 15, he says, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, so on. And uh, our heart, if we're not walking in the spirit, can be filled with things of the flesh, right? Bad things. And I was thinking on this verse, and I was thinking of, uh, different things our heart can be full of. There's some people you, you talk with them, you, you can kind of predict where the conversation is going to be in three minutes. I've known people, all they do is talk about money. You're talking with them, you're going to be talking about money. I had a colleague, he was a very talented, a very nice man, a very good guy, a good colleague. But his his conversation went to immoral things very quickly. There are people who are complainers. They complain about everything, grumblers, and, and so on. And I wonder just what is what is our reputation? What is my reputation? Am I perceived as someone who's, whose mouth is, is praising God, filled with your praise? Not in a mechanical, robotic sort of way, but by the Spirit of God. Uh, and, and this little phrase comes through several times. He says, let my mouth be filled with your praise and your glory. All the day. All the day. So in Ephesians, we read that we're to be full, filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And if our hearts are going to be filled with God's praise, then we need to be walk in the Spirit of in, in the Holy Spirit and let Him fill us. And we will be praising God as we were looking at uh, on Sunday, not just when things are going well, but in everything. Not for everything, but in everything. Remember, Job, Satan, went to God and he said, Job loves you and follows you because you treat him well. And God said, oh, okay, we'll, we'll take away his, his stuff and we'll see how he does. So we can praise God. Why? Because we know the Lord Jesus. By his grace, we've come to know the Lord Jesus. Nothing can separate us from his love. And we can praise him in every circumstance. So... <clears throat> That's our plan, right? As we move forward in age, may our life be consumed with the Lord Jesus, filled with his spirit, and praising him. Second plan for old age. Proclaim. 
Look at these verses here. Verses, um, verse 15. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. See, it sounds like evangelism to me, right? He's talking about the righteousness of God. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about salvation. And then we go down to verse 18. He says, um, be with me until I declare your strength to this generation and your power. So the psalmist had a goal to be praising God and also to be talking about God, talking about Christ all the day. He says in verse 15, and your salvation all the day. The name of, for us, it's Christ was on his lips. And he's going to talk about Christ and his righteousness and his salvation all the day. We have a message to proclaim, right? The Lord Jesus Christ, he's the bread of life. He's the source of living water. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the source of life, light, love, forgiveness. The Apostle Paul says, we don't preach ourselves, we preach Christ. We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants. We've added a new question to our little Saturday afternoon survey, and that is, you think evil exists in the world? We just started using it the past couple of weeks, but the people we've talked to, oh, yes, yes, it does. Well, what's the solution? Well, if I knew, I, I, I'd apply it. <laughs> well, we have the solution, right? Christ can change the human heart. Christ can change the human heart. I have a fond memory of going with Nancy to a, a fundraiser for the Ottawa Mission was up with the Greek Hellenic Community Center. I think I've mentioned this before. Several hundred people there. This is maybe 10 years ago or more. And the speaker that night was the head of the mission, the equivalent mission in Vancouver. I think the mission in Vancouver is quite a little bigger than the one in Ottawa. But he started off his uh, message by saying, these people, and there are many local politicians there and all sorts of people. He said, tonight I'm going to talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ, at the beginning, at the middle, and at the end. And, uh, and he went on to say that he was, uh, had been asked to speak on the radio program that week in um, Vancouver, and they wanted him to talk about the mission. And he told the radio host the same thing, I'm going to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, well, no, I want to hear about your rehabilitation programs, and I want to hear about how you're going to, what you do at the mission to help people. He said, well, it's the Lord Jesus Christ who can change hearts. And if I can't talk about him, I'm, I'm not coming. And he didn't go. Because he had been uh, an alcoholic. And the Lord Jesus Christ had saved him. And he believes in the, the rehabilitation programs and everything else they had. But his main message was the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it is we have a message to share. And we can share it with others even as we get older. So a heart that praises God, a message to share, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, plan number three is to sing. Verse 22, he says, in, he says, also with the lute, I will praise you in your faithfulness, O my God. To you, I will sing with the heart, O Holy One of Israel. 
My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you and my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue shall also talk of your righteousness all the day long, and so on. So here's part of his plan is to sing. And uh, I was reading a little commentary. I mentioned that all told, the Bible contains over 400 references to singing and 50 direct commands to sing. And, of course, we have the Psalms, which, which is a book of songs. And in the New Testament, we're commanded to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another, when, even when, when we meet in Ephesians 5 and Colossians 3. So why does God so often tell us not just to praise him, but to sing praises? Why not just pray and preach? Well, somebody has suggested that God wants us to sing. One of the reasons is that God himself sings. In Zephaniah 3.17, we read, God exalts over his people with loud singing. And on the eve of his crucifixion, Jesus sang hymns with his disciples. We read that in Matthew 26.30. And Hebrews 2.12 applies Psalm 22.22 to Jesus when it says, In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And so on. So we're, we're exhorted and given the example to sing. Now, sometimes I've heard discussions as to the use of musical instruments, because in the, New, in the Old Testament, we have examples here of musical instruments. We don't have examples of musical instruments. The verse that says they use the, an instrument in the New Testament. But there's an area where the Bible neither forbids nor commands the use of musical instruments. So we have the freedom to do as the Lord leads. And uh, it's not a good habit to um, put in rules where God doesn't put in rules, right? So it's something we can discuss at least. But in any case, we're asked to sing. We're asked to sing. We're exhorted to sing. And not just uh, when we get together, but in our private life, in our devotional life. And I've had, uh, I've been challenged by these three, by this plan to praise God from my heart. Am I doing that all the day? No. <laughs> uh, to preach Christ, sometimes, not all the time. To sing to God, it's good when we can exhort each other, and learn and make singing a daily experience in the practice fields. And if you think about it, uh, I know some people, I think, who embody these three principles. Not tons of them, but some of them. And they're doing well. They're doing well in their old age because they're focused on the Lord. They're being useful. They're sharing Christ. And they're happy. So... As we think about our old age, this is a pretty good plan. Now, how do we fulfill the plan? Well, we're going to see in this psalm some points. He, he decides to trust in God. He says in verse 71, in you, O Lord, I put my trust. So he's going to deliberately trust in God. And uh, I know that as we get older and our physical capacity diminishes and eventually our Financial resources running low, and we can we can be uh, wonder what's going to happen. But he says, "I'm going to trust in God." There's a resolve here. 
He has no reason not to. And he's going to remember what God has done for him in the past. In verse 5, we read, For you are my hope, O Lord. You've been my trust since my youth. He says, look, God, you, 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 you helped me right up till now. And uh, even further, he says, uh, By you I've been upheld from my birth. For it is he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall continually be of you. So he's reminding himself that God has looked after him all his life. And then in verse 24, we read, My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long, uh, for they are confounded, for they are brought to shame who seek my hurt, and so on. So uh, he's, he's, he's looking to the Lord for now and even for, for eternity. And he's deciding to take, to go to God with all his problems. This is what we find out when we read about David, right? In the Psalms, he wrote at least half of the Psalms, if not more. He takes everything to God. And uh, so this psalmist, he knew God, knew him through his word. He knew God's promises. He knew his character. And he said, and this is why he is encouraging himself. So we uh, mentioned that every psalm in Psalm 71 can be found, every verse can be found elsewhere in the, in the Psalms. So I just, I made up a little chart of these themes. And uh, I'm just going to go through it quickly. The notion of trust, trusting in God. A little figure to the right is how many times it's mentioned in the Psalm, 74 times. Rock. 29 times, refuge 24 times, fortress 17 times, deliver me 87 times in Psalms. He upheld me from my birth. We see that, especially in Psalm 139, where the Lord knew me even when I was being conceived. Uh, praise 164 times, he was ordered to praise. Do not forsake me 11 times, he praised them. Enemies, had a lot of enemies. And we know that David wasn't just paranoid. He did have enemies. And he was used to going to God for his enemies, about his enemies. Make haste six times, at least six times. I like that. You know, he's very honest. He's like, hurry up. <laughs> Help me out. Strength. 76 times in the Psalms, we have a reference to strength and how God was his strength. And he was needing strength. The same 59 times. And to talk about God's righteousness seven times. And then uh, we have, actually it's in verse 20. We read, for you have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. It's an allusion to the resurrection. We have more than an illusion right, in the New Testament. We know the Lord is going to raise us up. So we could meditate on all those topics. Some of them are highlighted mostly in, I mean, right throughout the whole book of the Psalms. Um, but we'll just look at a few of them. The Lord is our rock and our refuge and our fortress. Psalm 18, Psalm 31. Um, he asked God to deliver him from his real physical enemies. We have spiritual enemies. God can deliver us from our spiritual enemies. He's upheld me from my birth. In Psalm 139, we read this precious psalm. 
You formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully in the earth today. Praise, what a big topic. 164 times we exhorted to praise God. Do not forsake me. If we have, perhaps we do have some enemies, whether they're real or just in our mind, God's there to look after them. We have spiritual enemies in the spiritual world. Make haste, strength, sing, talk about the Lord, share the gospel, and we have the resurrection. All these things are in this song. And it's interesting. There we have a key. If we, if we put the two together, um, we can think of it this way. If, if we spend our life learning the word of God and trusting in God, when we get to old age, guess what? We'll be, we'll be standing in good stead to continue on trusting in God. And, but if it hasn't been our lifetime habit, we can start right now by the grace of God. Trust in him, to know him, to rely on him, and to let him fill our heart to the point that we praise him and live for his glory and talk about him as much as we can to others. And if that is our daily desire, God through his Holy Spirit will, in fact, help us do that. So plan for old age. Praise God from the heart of who he is. Proclaim God's righteousness, his salvation, his power and strength all the day. And to sing. Sing and greatly rejoice. And by trusting, remembering, praying, and knowing God's word. Blessed God, Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this wonderful psalm. For this psalmist who is uh, realizing that he was getting old. And he was concerned about how it was going to play out, and he has this plan to praise you, to talk about you, and to sing. And so, Father, may it be our, our plan, too, by your grace and by your Holy Spirit. Bless your word to our heart, to our hearts tonight, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.